Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the EMJ podcast. My name is George Cooper, I'm a medical writer and podcast host and I am delighted to be bringing you a discussion on vitiligo disease with two leading experts in this field. Before we get going, a few housekeeping notes. This podcast is funded by Abvi. The content reflects the opinions of the speakers and does not necessarily reflect the views of Abvi. This podcast series is going to be split into two parts. The first, which is this episode, will be focusing on the impact of vitiligo disease, including the psychological impact of this condition on patients, key questions to ask new patients on their first visit, and we'll cover some patient case studies at the end. Joining me today is Professor Thierry Passeron, who is head of the Department of Dermatology at the University Hospital of Nice and also heads the ISERM Laboratory. He is currently president of the Department of Clinical Research and Innovation of Nice University Hospital and vice president of Cote d'Azur University. Dr. Passeron, how are you today? Great, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Our pleasure is all ours. Thank you for joining us and for your time. I'm also joined by Professor Amit Pandya, who is a dermatologist based in Mountain View, California. Professor Pandya's work in vitiligo goes back approximately 20 years as an academic dermatologist at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas. Thank you both so much for joining me today. I would like to start with, you know, the very basics. We're, We're opening up this podcast series. Dr. Passeron, I would like to ask you first to provide our listeners with a bit of an overview of vitiligo. What what exactly is this dermatological disease and how does it manifest in the patients that you see? Sure. Uh, In fact, uh, vitiligo is now very very well known to be an autoimmune disorder. It's leading to the loss of melanocytes that are the cells that are producing melanin. So it leads to an acquired pigmentation of the skin and sometimes of the air. And it's known that this condition has a profound or can have a profound psychological effect on patients due to the the visible skin changes that it causes that you alluded to just there. Can you discuss the the psychological burden and stigma often associated with vitiligo and, and how this can manifest in your patients? Yes, indeed. Uh, vitiligo is, uh, in many patients, not all of them, but many patients are suffering a lot for vitiligo. And there are now a lot of study that clearly demonstrated that patients with vitiligo have uh, profound alteration in their quality of life. It affects the social, the professional and sexual life. And thus, it leads to high therapeutic demand from patient, for many patients suffering from vitiligo. At what age is vitiligo most commonly, uh, does it most commonly present itself? And do you feel that that has an effect on the psychological impact as well? Yeah, uh, in fact, first I have to say that vitiligo is a quite frequent uh, skin disorder. It affects about 0.5 to 2% of population worldwide. And in most cases, it's uh, starting uh, before the age of uh, 30. About 80% of cases are starting before the age of 30 and about half before the age of 20. But uh, people can start vitiligo at any ages during very uh, early infancy or very uh, um, in early. So you can start vitiligo at any age. Mm. It must be tough, obviously, the age that you it commonly does onset is an age where pe- most people go through you know, immense change and trying to discover themselves as people and to all of a sudden have this physical change to your appearance. It, I can imagine that does have a, an effect on your psychological well-being. 
Yeah, exactly. In fact, you can be affected at any age, to be sure. And I am seeing patients coming from everywhere because uh, they are suffering uh, a lot from uh, from their skin disease. But of course, uh, especially when you are a teenager or uh, also in uh, in early of the of your life, it's always difficult. And if you have this um, this white spot on your face, on your hands, on the genitals, it can be uh, it can be troublesome for for the uh, for this uh, uh, patient so uh, and if of course uh, it again it can affect uh, the quality of life of uh, at all ages but uh, when it's starting during infancy and uh, early adulthood it's even it's even worse in many cases perfect yeah of course so we were just talking dr panja about the psychological impact on patients of, of vitiligo and yeah, from your experience in the clinic, what what are these impacts, and and how does it how do they manifest in patients? Well, I've seen that vitiligo can have a profound psychological impact on individuals. Um, I have patients that come in with depression, anxiety. They have limitation of participation. It restricts which activities they would participate in. They have extreme self consciousness many times. Sexual dysfunction relationship difficulties, even sleep disturbances in patients who have extreme anxiety with it, emotional impairment, cognitive impairment. Sometimes they're thinking so much of their vitiligo, they cannot actually think about what they're supposed to do, for example, at work or at school. Even suicidality, particularly in certain cultures, because of the stigma associated with it. Um, And I see it worse in younger patients, especially those in their 20s to 40s. That's been shown in studies. I see it worse in patients who have greater extent of disease and those who have quick spreading of the disease where they wake up with a new lesion perhaps every week. And, And particularly in patients who have exposed lesions on the head and on the hands because that's what the world sees. And and patients who um, have had it more recently. It's interesting that when they have it for more than 10 years, there's a better quality of life. It, it, it's like they develop coping mechanisms. Um, and, and so the coping mechanisms could be things like concealing clothing, camouflage, uh, avoidance behavior, which is a negative one, where they just don't want to go outside. Uh, psychotherapy, support groups, and, and, and many just accept it. We have models now with vitiligo, we have pictures at, uh, at department stores of models with vitiligo. And so that helps people accept it. So that's kind of an overview of what I see when it comes to the psychological aspects of vitiligo. Well, it's certainly a condition which is, goes deeper than just the skin. It's also a systemic disease. What other conditions frequently co-occur with, with vitiligo, Dr. Passerin? In fact, indeed, it's a systemic and autoimmune disease, as I was mentioning at the beginning. And uh, the most common uh, systemic disease associated, and we have to uh, look for that, is autoimmune thyroiditis. Uh, and so we have to do exam- uh, chronic examination on the, uh, to search for autoimmune thyroiditis. There are some other autoimmune diseases that can be uh, associated, but the frequency is quite low, so we don't have to uh, scare the patient because it's quite low. We're going to move on to some sort of clinical discussion, clinical recommendations, which I hope our listeners will be able to take into their practice. And I wanted to ask you both, but I'll start with you, Dr. Panja. When you are faced with a new patient, how do you go about um, assessing them? 
Well, the first thing I do is um, I ask them you know, a history, like when did it start, um, where did it start, and how did it progress rapidly, slowly, uh, what treatments have they had, and what areas are most concerning to them, and how does it affect their life. Um, so initially, it's really talking to the patient to really understand where they're coming from. It's really difficult to make generalizations about individuals based on their age or their ethnic group or racial group, because what I have found is that every person is an individual who comes with their own experiences, their own norms when it comes to healthcare, their own hopes, their own fears, uh, their own community type of influence. And so I treat each person as an individual and don't make any assumptions about what I think that they want the most important thing is really to have the decision-making based on shared decision-making. So then 